listening to the Ice Prep Podcast. Here's your hosts, Brian and Pat. And welcome everyone to the Ice Prep Podcast. How's it going, Pat? Um, I would like to say it's been since we last talked, so obviously we didn't do a normal episode because we... Uh, we went golfing, and we were like, Brian works the morning show, so we're not going to uh, do a normal episode. <laughs> Talking with you then, you were like, I don't really want to get too excited for it. I'm just happy that they weren't swept because game one had happened uh, What the uh, two nights prior. I ruined your entire day when I told you that the game wasn't that night, that it was going to be on Saturday night. And uh, last night, the messages I was getting from you, it was like, finally excitement coming from pat because his abs are up 3-1 in the stanley cup final right now yeah no um it's a lot of self-preservation like i'm aware that you know what i was doing is i hope at least normal for a couple people that are in my situation it's 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 to avoid the supreme disappointment because the last time I got super excited by them, they got dummy by Dallas and I had never felt so low. And then I had to go mini golfing, which when you're <laughs> like so low and you're so sad and then everyone's like, let's go mini golfing. And they're just sitting there having the time of their life. And you're just like, I hate this ball. It's just, um, you know, I mean, it's not and, a fun and here's, here's the other difference for you, too. You've never experienced your team being in the cup final and losing. Yeah, the abs are true. perfect in they make it to the cup they're perfect my team not i can remember them losing to so LA. far i can so remember far. them losing to the avalanche so i know <laughs> but um yeah actually i uh i went to the beach um the <laughs> last yeah. night um to kind of avoid a bit of the game i know that that seems kind of blasphemous and i'm aware um it, first of all it was for work that's a long story in itself but you are so lucky um, i meant to have that photo ready to go and i forgot to do that so pat is lucky maybe maybe i can sneak it in by the end of the episode <laughs> i hope not um but yes so i went to the beach uh and it was for work uh it was actually the only time i had any kind of window to go and do what i needed to do there um and it was it had to be at sunset so because of that i did miss much of the game actually when i got home i was able to see the last one minute of the third period um and i'm not even kidding you the moment i walked in my front door my heart rate went up <laughs> i could feel my whole body just tense because i looked at my phone as i walked in and it said two two and i was like Oh, good. Here I was hoping I could just miss the whole wave of anxiety. But instead, I was given the opportunity to just next goal wins. And that's even more anxiety than 60 minutes of hockey. So, <laughs> well, uh, you showed up at the perfect time to watch overtime, though, because that was like you missed period one of game one. And that was dominating this overtime by mm -hmm. the avalanche it, it i almost dominating. tweeted it out it reminded me of the leafs against montreal both times last year and the leafs against tampa i think they had one as well where they just dominated and tampa gets like one shot and scores 
that's how it felt. But the like relentless pressure every single time Tampa touched the puck, they were either icing it or they were just barely getting it out. Like you saw it, it was a bad, bad clear. Kemper gets an assist. Like that mm-hmm. is that's crazy. As we said, your abs are now up three one at this point. Uh, I think we're both of the same mindset. Um, so tomorrow, obviously, Friday, game five, back in Colorado, you'll probably be in your backyard watching. My hope yep. is to be in my backyard watching. I'll get my projector set up, hopefully, uh, though the last few nights I've been outside doing anything. I've been eaten alive by mosquitoes. So <laughs> nothing nothing like watching hockey and getting eaten alive by mosquitoes. That is like an oddly Canadian experience. Yeah, no, um, I'm definitely excited about it. And the one thing that I find hilarious from just watching, I don't even, I don't even know what, how long they were into overtime in all honesty. I didn't, I wasn't checking the clock. It was just about 15 or so minutes. Hours. Uh... Oh, minutes. Okay. (laughs) Uh... I'm going to check right now actually for you. But the one thing that I found interesting is how many posts that Colorado hit and how it was, it was hilarious to me at least because they hit so many posts and just obviously the shot totals don't go up. They were wholeheartedly outplaying Tampa through and through, no matter what they were doing in the overtime period, they were decimating them. Oh, and Vasilevsky, like I've never seen him look like he was, in trouble and they panned to his face at like the 10 minute stoppage and he looked like he had that thousand yard stare of like i'm in trouble i've never well, seen yeah, and, on him and like what i was trying to say was just like they kept hitting the post so much that their their shot total wouldn't go up which is hilarious it's just like they were that close like six times and then finally 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 Kadri goes in with one hand and, you know, whatever fingers are left on his, was it right hand or left hand? Whatever uh, his non-dominant is. Cause right he's a left hand, I believe is right thumb. Yeah. So the top hand. And he puts it in the net. Everyone is confused. And then they finally call it a goal and I'm able to breathe for the first time in 24 hours. So yeah. Oh, that was, and the second that had happened um, right away, what was the first thing I said? He just Patrick caned them. Because Patrick Kane obviously wins a Stanley Cup on a puck that just vanishes, and mm. the watching it back, did you um, notice that Stamkos goes over? He sees where the puck is. He puts his glove and there he tries to try to... and like hide it. And McCauley is about to call no goal because they can't find it. The linesman comes flying down. And he's like, "It's in the net." And uh, yeah. obviously there was the whole thing with too many men. Both sides had too many men for those playing the home game. Um, mm-hmm. And there being the extra players on the ice didn't really matter uh, to the point that uh, John Cooper this morning was even like, yeah, I was emotional last night. And you know what? Good on him for owning that one. Uh, Cause yeah, it was, he apologized. Every- yeah. Cause it was everywhere. Everybody being like, really? Um, Cause you guys literally won two games last year and celebrated with too many men on the ice. So mm-hmm. there's there's that. Yeah, no, I was I was definitely this morning planning on coming in and being like, all right, oh, you here were like we that go. Last night oh. too, Pat. <laughs> I know. And I was this just, morning I was, until that came out. I was ready to come in, and I was going to say, and I'm still going to stand by it. Of 
especially because as much as he's apologized and everything like that, the Tampa fans, that's now their narrative going forward. Oh, it was stolen. This person, blah, blah, blah. The the actual hockey fans, they know. It's the bandwagon fans and the whole Cooper wants the attention on himself, not on his team. His team just got destroyed. But what I just, I wanted to come in and all I wanted to say was it doesn't matter. They can't change it. Nope. It is a good goal. And whether or not there is too many men on the ice or not, guess what? Ifs and buts, candy or nuts, it doesn't matter. Crying at a press conference will not change it. Complaining nope. over Twitter will not change it. Nothing will change the fact that they lost in overtime with too many men on the ice on both sides of the team. Tampa so I had seven, by the way. Exactly. And I so mean, the, it's the as first, simple as that. The first goal that Tampa scored technically shouldn't have counted anyway. Kemper's mask fell off and it doesn't get blown dead. So it's it's two sides of the same coin there at the end of the day. Yeah, the Avs get the win, their second overtime win. They looked just as dominant in the first one in game one because they went into overtime with the uh, power play. This mm-hmm. was just ridiculous. If they come out with half that energy in game five, because you know Tampa's going to come out just guns blazing. And I think if the Avs can kind of, if they can hold their ground for about 10, the first 10 minutes, maybe let in just one, because, I mean, they've come back in a lot of games. Uh, I want to say most of their games in just in the regular season. Even in the, the amount playoffs. of times. Oh, my God. The amount of times that I've been like, oh, don't worry. They're down by three goals, but it doesn't matter. They're going to score four goals in 35 seconds. And sure enough, they Leafs. do. It's wild how many games they came back and won. So seeing them down in the game, generally. Well, you called. Putting, yeah. I called their loss previous because when they put in two in a row on Kemper, I was just like, Okay, no, that's he's rattled. He's done. They're at home. They've got too much momentum. Like they looked too good uh, on the ice. So I was like, yeah, it's done. Francois came in and he played fantastic. I don't think a single sh- a single goal went past him. So, um, and if it did, it was only one, if anything. So um, I think that he did a uh, a fantastic job. Um, and Kemper is their go to. Like when it comes to Game Five it's oh, it he's going to be a net like yeah. he he was fantastic in uh in game four i watched as many of the highlights as i humanly could and yeah like he just he really he didn't have to do anything heroic but he just looked solid he looked good he looked composed and that's what you want from a goaltender yep and for game five the one thing that i really haven't seen because it's been all about the uh too many men that wasn't too many it doesn't matter is there's like I didn't see anything today on anybody asking is Burakovsky gonna start Game Five because he didn't travel with the team for Game Three and Four. Um, obviously, Cogliano is literally playing with like one hand. Kadri's playing mm-hmm. with one hand because he had surgery. So Burakovsky, like, well, Burakovsky, it's a hurt hand there, as well. He'll obviously be there because yeah, Game Five. Because I'm not sure if uh, you saw this last night, Pat, but uh, apparently the Stanley Cup does not have passport issues. Uh, it's oh yeah, it's in Denver. It yeah, no, it tweeted be, it out. <laughs> yeah, the cup will be in Denver tomorrow night, which is crazy. Um, I honestly hope they win it at home. I love that celebration mm. is so much better. Yeah, it's 
I think it's the NBA, and I think they might be the only ones in their best of seven. They go um, two ho- one two home, three four five away, six seven home for like the team that's got the bigger edge. I think that's hmm. a better format than two two one one one. It's game six and seven are typically like two of the most important games if it's if it's going to close out. Obviously, we hope it doesn't go to game six or game seven. Yeah. Um, I really hope it doesn't go to game six because I have to get up like painfully early on the Monday and travel to Toronto for like a conference. So I sincerely, sincerely hope that I do not have to like <laughs> sit there and be like, woo. All right. I got to go to bed. Like I want to I want to enjoy this. I want game five. I want to be out in my backyard. I want noise complaints. That is my goal <laughs> because, um, you know, obviously I was, I was hesitant to get excited. Cause again, it's, it's a self-preservation sort of thing. And I know this with just my sincere raging anxieties that I have. Um, and seeing Cooper, the way that he did that press conference, that lit my fire in the sense of, I want him to lose now. I like before it was like, well, you know, if they win, that's a cool story. No, 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 no. Now I want him to lose. I want him to cry for real. None of this (laughs) BS like, oh, I'm so sad. We should have won that. No, I want tears from John Cooper. I want the full Brad Marchand experience. Lose. Yes. And I want him to sit there and be pulling his hair and like, oh, and I want I want Pat Maroon to not get another ring. I want uh, Corey Perry to yet again not win a Stanley Cup with a team that makes it to the finals for the third year in a row. I want that. Which would be unreal. And by the way, um, uh, odd congrats to Perry. Did you know he's uh, a one-time only? He is the only player in history to score a goal in the Stanley Cup finals for four different teams. Oh, Only player that's like cool that's thing. crazy um, when you think about that one. So because um, that's Anaheim, Dallas, uh, Montreal and now Tampa. Mm-hmm. So obviously three years in a row for that uh, for it. But it's I hope it ends tomorrow night. I hope it's a close game. I don't want to. I know you obviously for your mental everything. I want uh, like 24 blowout. goals for Colorado. Yeah, you want to blow uh. out. I want it. I want it close enough that it's exciting for the full 60 minutes and that Pat's heart monitor, if he wears it, is just like, oh, I will. do we need to dial 911 for like two <laughs> hours straight? <laughs> Every single time a puck hits the post, it just like he can feel the watch overheating because it's like trying to be like, something's wrong with this human. I just vomit a little bit. Um <laughs> No, and honestly, the one thing, too, that I thought of last night, um, if if Colorado does do it and they do win, and at this point, like, it's statistically, they're probably going to win. Um, if they do it, then the Cup is coming to London. Uh, either way, the Cup will come to London, but yes. True, because um, of Perry, but yeah. because of Kadri, and there might be some, like, London Knights like party and happening because he's probably going to come to his alum. That's, that's really what kicked him off there. Um, I would also like to point out that I knew Kadri was going to play in game four before it was reported. My next door neighbor works with his sister. 
Oh, <laughs> she flew. That's kind of cool. Uh, Naz flew down basically his family from London for the game, so it was like pretty, pretty much known. There's a lot of people uh, in the in the teacher area of the south end of the city that all kind of knew about that. So kind of kind of a neat thing. I, I don't think they're going to Colorado, but who knows? I mean, if I had the choice between uh, going to Game Four or Game Five, mind you, now we know what Game Five is. But if if I had a choice to go to Tampa or Colorado, like even if I wasn't a Colorado Avalanche fan, I would choose Colorado 900 times <laughs> out of 800. Like, I'd be like, can I go twice instead of going to Tampa? Like, I don't want to no. go meet Florida, man. I don't I don't need that. I got enough humidity here. I don't need to. I'd rather see mountains than bog people. <laughs> <laughs> um, can. Oh, that that is such a great um, segue, Pat. Speaking okay. of bog people, Florida's got a new coach. Oh, yeah, they do. <laughs> And it's That's not me. Andrew Burnett. No, he is who well. Was... Your your notes oh. say he is out. He is technically still uh, under or with Florida. They've apparently offered him a position to stay. But for those that remember uh, midseason Winnipeg Jets, their coach just basically went, "I've lost the room. I'm done." Paul Maurice is going to be the coach of the Panthers for next year, which will be interesting. Um, Good for Florida for just saying, you know what? We tried it, and let's just blow up our whole team. I wonder if Bobrovsky's <laughs> gone in the offseason, though. Like, that, that to me is the biggest question out of Florida because he he was well-known as being, like, Vesna season, bad season. Vesna season, bad season. Now it's just you don't know what you're going to get, and you don't want to leave Spencer Knight to dry. Uh, mm-hmm. You already lost your other very good goalie in the expansion draft to Seattle, mind you both goalies that went to Seattle. They they hard struggled this year. That whole team did. Florida and they still have to figure out what they're going to do cuz Giroux, uh that was a rental. Um I believe um Sherat from Montreal was a rental, was he not? Or he might I have had remember. I think he maybe had one year left, but uh they they've got a lot of things they have to figure out there. Um, and that yeah. wasn't the only coaching change. Um, there's no. been actually quite a few since we last talked. But um, on the golf course, when we were chatting, uh, it was rumored that Peter DeBoer was going to be in Dallas. That one's official. Mm-hmm. So he's reunited with, um, oh, why can't, what's the player on uh, Dallas that you hated from San Jose, but you loved him? Net front guy, tips like crazy. Oh, Pavelski. Yeah. Uh, Pavelski yeah. and DeBoer getting reunited, so Pavelski's probably going to put up another like forty-plus goal season. Yeah, no, he has the fountain of youth in his back pocket for some reason, but no, that I don't know this this recycling of of coaches and like how many cups does Paul Maurice have? How many cups does Pete DeBoer have? Pete DeBoer can get you there, but he won't win, and he'll run your goalies out of town. And you want to talk about so, one one team that you don't want to have a coach that's going to get in the way of your goalie you literally just watched a kid who rightfully could have earned the con Smythe from one round of hockey yeah I don't I don't get it I don't I don't get why all these teams are just like ah we don't need to look at new talent we'll look at people that 
you know, their due. What does that mean? It's they don't have an expiration date where like it's not like you're pulling a friggin' slot machine and oh yeah, you know, I put in seven hundred dollars as I'm gonna cash out soon. No, that's not how this works. They're not due. If they aren't winning cups, why do they keep getting jobs? Because that is the job of a coach is to win the Stanley Cup. Because reasons, Pat. It's why Tortorella is back. <sighs> and, like, oh, God, he should not. I don't know. You know, he's he's entertaining, but that doesn't know. He's he's not good for teams. He's not good for the NHL, which is hilarious because he's saying everything that's happening in the NHL with Trevor Zegras and everything and all those like really fantastic goals that are happening is bad for the NHL. He's the one that's bad for the NHL because he is a toxic mindset. Yeah, I don't think that he's a good person to be in the league still. And he's going to make Philly like they're they're obviously the reason why they're bringing him in is because they have alumni that are in the ears of the owners. That's why they got rid of Hextall. And the second Mm -hmm. they got rid of Hextall, they brought up Carter Hart and he looked good. And now he might have had what could have been a price like level of hockey player uh, very deteriorated. Uh, There's there's trouble there. And they've clearly brought him in to be like, well, we're going to suck. We might as well go full Danbury Thrashers on everybody or Trashers. So yeah. uh, that's going to be fun for everybody else in the Metro. Um, so, yeah, that those are the two coaching changes since we went golfing. Um, obviously, there's been a few Stanley Cup games in between there. And, yes, we know your abs mm-hmm. are up 3-1 now. Um, the Oh, the one thing we don't have on this list here, Pat, is the NHL awards took place uh what was that yeah. last uh two nights ago. Uh Matthews oh, yeah. Matthews got the Ted Lindsay, the Hart, and obviously he won the Rocket. Kale McCarr barely wins the Norris. That is one of the closest, craziest votes I've ever seen. Um Shesterkin, But that's the right that's the right winner. Yep. Uh like, the, the two way game is what won him that, and that's what some yeah. people argued. Uh that didn't have um oh, why can't I can never remember the predators uh yossi yeah roman yossi thank you you'd think i would because i want every swiss player on the devils um, <laughs> shesterkin gets the vesna um which and, like yeah that if was... anybody like i know obviously a few people didn't vote shesterkin first and they were wrong they're blind like and then Another one that wasn't surprising surprising was uh, Mo Sider getting the um, Calder. Anybody who thought otherwise, the, look at what he did on that Detroit team. Like the only one mm-hmm. that stood a chance of sniffing at it would have been Zegris, but he would have had to probably put up more, almost double the amount of points that he did. He's he's a star in the league. He was not mm-hmm. the best rookie. Like that's that's the thing. Trevor Zegris is a superstar he is going to pull in fans outside of the game he was not the best rookie and that's what i think a lot of people forgot in mm. that like it, it, it tanner Janot not being tanner Janot not even being in the top five to me oh that was is that's disrespectful to him that he had such a fantastic season and nobody talked about it he he was this I don't know, six way player. Like he could shoot, he could pass, he could hit, he could fight. He is, 
he was everything the that a team, that team dreams of. Yeah, they dream of players like that on their team. That's like another Tom Wilson. That's like Tom Wilson coming into the league. They found that. People are desperate for that on their team, and they have a kid that is that. That is that is gold for them years down the road. So they better not lose that. And I will challenge you on Zegra. Should have been uh, it like would have been the second runner up. I I sincerely believe Bunting was second place. Um, even though yes, he's ninety two years old. I don't. He care did have that. he did have the better season in comparison to Zegras. He in my opinion, would have been the, the runner-up. If I was voting, it would have been Mo Sider and then Bunting. So, And then Tanner Jeannot, or actually it might have been Tanner Jeannot before Bunting, in all honesty, because I, I think that he had a fantastic season, even though the numbers didn't support it. I probably would have gone Detroit Red Wings player 1-2, Jeannot, and then from yeah, there... Yeah, Lucas Raymond. Yeah, yeah. Like, Ray, like that... Oh, I'm... I'm looking at the Devils lineup being like, we've got some great young stars coming. We've got the second overall pick. And I'm looking over at Detroit being like, you've got Mo Sider, Raymond, and, and Larkin as like three of your biggest players. That is scary. And they've got a new coach coming. And nobody knows who it is because Iserman won't say a thing. Like rumors, it could be Sergei Fedorov coming back. It, Chris like, Jury. No. <laughs> <laughs> who, it's who Patrick knows? Waugh. Um, that would be a. Could you imagine if it was Patrick Waugh? I don't think he'll ever come back to the NHL. That's like the Hunters. And if he did, the last team. That's yeah. That's like the Hunters, though. They'll never leave the OHL because they make more money there than they will in the NHL. Like Waugh owns that team in the QMJHL, yeah. and so yeah, he's he's not going to go anywhere with that. Um, I think that was it for the awards. I might be missing something else, but I don't think I am. There wasn't that many. Um, no, those are the major, those are the, the bangers, if you will, from yeah. the night. And that was about it. So, and I, so no, and I do have to say, I don't particularly like that it happened in the middle of the Stanley cup playoffs. It felt it, like, it just really was like this, like sad trombone noise. Of course, McDavid like. doesn't show up. Um, for those wondering why, uh, there's a little bit of controversy surrounding him right now. So he probably didn't want to face the press <laughs> for some, no, nah, he was reason. too busy. Um, I, I don't, he was in Vegas, but just not, or was no, it in he Tampa? Didn't, he didn't fly down. He stayed, he stayed home. Apparently. Mm. I don't want to get into that. I, that's whatever, whatever. Um, <laughs> something that is kind of cool though, is, uh, in our nation's capital. Um, I've been to LeBreton flats where they want to put this arena in. If it goes there, that is going to be an amazing location. They put a mock-up of it online today. The uh, the group that's presenting it, it looks like it you're could like be teasing. one of the coolest. Just arenas. see what's happening, senators. <laughs> you're you're going sorry. backwards. Sorry, senators. <laughs> um, this there was a deal way back when, and then it got axed like literally last minute because city council and the senators were like, "No, we want you to pay more." Um, seems like senators may get an actual arena in Ottawa proper, not out in Canada. Um, if, if it is what the developers showed, uh, going to be very unique because there's going to be uh, on one side of it, literally apartment buildings that go up and it's rumored to have a retractable roof for when concerts happen, especially in the summer that they can open it up, which to me is like, that's cool. 
Like, I love how Seattle's arena is under, like, literally the highest level is ground level, and it's looking down. The open, it, like, if they can make that open air for summer, that is phenomenal. I, I hope they get it, because when you're in Ottawa and you drive the highway to see how long it takes to get there, you're like, oh, it's this so is long. awful. Yeah. Like, Canada is, it's close by, but it's not. It's not, like, conveniently close by. And, um, no, I think I think it'll be really cool. And does that mean that we could do, like, winter classics all the time? Just open the roof, and then there you go. You've got an outdoor game just willy-nilly. Could you imagine? They're just, like, <laughs> they, 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 they'd have, say, certain games, because obviously Ottawa's a heck of a lot colder here. But, like, oh they, they look ahead, they plan it out. They're like, okay there's the potential for say three or four games a year. We will let you know you come bundled up. We're going to play under the stars. Like that would be people would want cool. to come in to, to see that game. So fingers crossed Ottawa gets that. Um, Cause there's literally already, they've like already built in uh, like the trains and all that around that area. So it, it's, it's built for it. And that team in a couple of years, is going to be one of the best teams in the league. So if they have an arena like that, that's that's awesome. Um, mm -hmm. We were talking about Nashville, and then we jumped away from Nashville for some reason. Um, but let's go back. Yeah, let's go back to Nashville. Uh, <laughs> Philip Forsberg was offered an eight-year deal. He hasn't said yes or no. Way back when, I think it honestly might have been like episode seven or eight of this. I had said he's probably going to go to L.A. because they traded away his very clear best friend in Victor Arvidsson, who had mm. a heck of a time in L.A. L.A. is their stock is on the rise. So I'm a big part of me is wondering if he doesn't stay in Nashville, if he goes to L.A., I'm still thinking that because uh, any big free agent right now, L.A. is like the new Vegas. They're in on everything. I wouldn't go so far as calling them the new Vegas, but no, just that, like, it's if also there's a, if there's a like if there's a free agent out there, yeah, every every insider is linking L.A. to them. Yeah, and not to mention L.A. is a desirable spot right now too because they showed that even without like a really strong core, they can still get to the playoffs, and that alone is impressive. They they don't have goaltending. Period. End of story. Peterson's a good goaltender. He's not He's not a team lead goaltender. Quick used to be. He's not anymore. He's a so, little old now. Exactly. So they obviously need, they need a goaltending change. You know, maybe they look at Darcy Kemper because he's a free agent coming this uh, coming this free agent season. I don't even know when that is. <laughs> Win a cup. July. I, I mean, July 6th. I don't think it's the first this year. I can't remember. Okay, but even still, I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, knocked on his door a little bit, just because obviously he's he's shown himself to be pretty qualified in that. Um, but the one thing we were kind of talking about, and I really, 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 really want to start seeing this in hockey, and I hope that we see this sometime in my lifetime, and that is star players or, you know, I, yeah, I guess Philip Forsberg is a star player. Yeah, he would be. Um, he puts up I scary numbers on a team that wasn't very offensive fair um i want to see star players like him when they're like you know what maybe i'll go test the free market and they go out there and they say i will play for you let's say edmonton 
just because Edmonton made it to the semifinals. I will play for you, Edmonton, and I will take a huge discount. You know what? They're offering me $9 million. I will let you have me for $3 million to play in the regular season. If we make it to the playoffs, you owe me $500,000. If we make it to the next round after that, another million. And incentivize bonuses throughout, whether it's point-based or position-based, whatever it may be, it would be really cool to see them do. You have me for one year. You were so close last year. You have me for one year. I want to win a cup, so let's do this. Now, I don't know if the CBA allows that type of thing, but if it did... Like yeah. that, that would be to me the most fun thing. Like, cause then you'd get NBA style potential super teams, which, yep. you know what? I would be fine. I would love to see the Oilers have to do something crazy. Like ship Kane out to the sun, uh, bring in Forsberg, find somebody else like that. And just be like, you know what? Let's do something stupid. If it's even legal. I don't even know if it is, um, probably just not because of the, 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 that stuff is way above my head, but who knows? Maybe it's something there is a new, I think the the next CBA is like 2025. So we'll probably get a lockout again. Yay. Um, who knows? Maybe well, something Batman's like that. still around. Uh, he, he will be apparently uh, maybe yeah. something like that comes up. Cause yeah, you and I were talking about that and it's like that, that is the only way you're going to get an NBA like potential super team. Because you're, and yeah. I want to see that because you look at what the Lakers did with like LeBron and other players who I can't remember their <laughs> names of, but they brought in all these amazing top talent players and put them all on one team, and they didn't do it. They didn't get to the end, and I want to see what happens with something like that, especially in hockey, which is so dependent on other people. In NBA, you can have one player. They can score 50 points, and that is half, like more than half of what your team could score that night. Like one player can lead the charge on the on an NBA team. Hockey, it's a lot harder. McDavid is kind of getting closer with it, but I don't think he'll ever be able to do that. I don't think any player will ever be able to do that except for maybe Gretzky. And even then, it didn't matter. He needed someone else with him. He needed like a Yari Curry or somebody else to just like be that person with him, kind of like, Matthews and Marner, you need that other person. So you look at Taylor Hall, for instance. Up until he hit Boston, he was a poison on whichever team he played on, in my opinion, because he wanted the puck. The job of the teammates is to get Taylor Hall the puck. Now you've got, say, four people like Taylor Hall. I'm the superstar. Get me the puck. I want to see that. See, I want to see that so bad. As you were, as you were talking that, we in a way, kind of saw something like that at the trade deadline with Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah, like I'm. If he comes back next year, I'm wondering if it's one of those things. Like he takes the smaller deal, but there's incentives in there because I know that they can do some sort. But like, yeah, I if if any teams are going that I would love to see do it, they have to have a bona fide superstar on superstar on their team. So obviously, Colorado's a team that I would love to see do it. Uh, Edmonton, the Leafs. Uh, I would love to see the Leafs because I just I want I want the jokes to end. I'm bored of them now. Give them a new. Could you imagine joke. how much worse it would be if they assembled yeah. this like NHL hut All Star team and they still couldn't get out of the first round? Uh, uh. Like I wouldn't have to eat for a year because I would just be so satisfied by that. <sighs> 
<laughs> so who knows? That may not even be a possibility. I honest like that's one of those things you and I were kind of half like, oh, I wonder if that would be a thing. Um, but yeah. Um, well, another contract thing that actually came up uh, that wasn't on our list that I just quickly added here was Pierre-Luc Dubois. Now, this is a more recent sort of announcement, and he has said that he wants to test the free agency market. This is kind of new because uh, earlier on, closer to when the season ended, he said he wanted to stay in Winnipeg, but now it seems he's not as interested. Well, it seems like a lot of the name, like big name players that most people would know, uh, there's a lot of like, do we want to actually stay here? So that's going to be an interesting off season. It's either going to be really interesting Ooh. or really boring because they're just going to like re-sign everybody for one or two years. Um, and I think who stays and who goes could depend on if they actually do get Barry Trotz as the head coach because yeah. players will go to him. Like they will go to Winnipeg to play for him. So we'll have to see what happens there. Um, obviously we're very close to the, the draft at this point, which I can't wait for. Um, it's, it's a weird feeling. I like being second overall instead of first as a devil's fan. Um, mind you, the two years that the Devils pick first overall, the second overall player hasn't been all that good. But players a few more down have been, uh, well, one's a generational Norris winning, probably going to end up winning the Conn Smythe defenseman. But um, if, Montreal, <laughs> if Montreal doesn't pick Shane Wright, all of the work that they have done to make this team be ridiculous for the future is out the window in my opinion like everybody's like well all these other players Shane Wright is the best player available he's reported to have like the highest ceiling of any of them mm -hmm. and yeah he might be a little slower on his feet but you can you can train that on people you can't really train people to be as smart as he is on the ice yeah and I think that if he if his if it's the concern of the wheels then they just they got to move out Josh Anderson. It's a simple, and I know that's such a weird one-to-one, -one, but Josh Anderson doesn't have the wheels. He's so, he's, People he's good. He's got the body. A leg for him. Yeah. It, like they'll take on that contract. They will trade people over. Like if they can move Josh Anderson and get a really solid asset. And I mean, they've proven that they can make good deals with the new people in control by completely fleecing Florida by being like, yeah, give us give us a first round draft pick, guys. Don't worry about it. And then, you know, nothing happens. And he's Sherrod. like their second worst defenseman yeah, throughout the yeah. entire playoff run. Yeah. So, yeah. And honestly, with, with New Jersey, I'm actually really excited to see who they pick. I don't, there is no solid number two. Before you knew it was like Lafreniere or Byfield or Stutzla, then it was uh capo or hughes and it was just like okay you know who the number two is going to be one of these two there really isn't a solid number two because they're all kind of like there's, they're all really good at what they're really good at there's four players I, that, weird, but yeah there's four players that could go second overall uh two of them are center one's a winger the other's a defenseman so it i'm interested to see what new jersey's going to do with that um uh, everybody else after that i could care less um, yeah. I know you're excited to watch your team pick 32nd overall because I think you still have your first round draft picks. So, um, yeah, I don't think you traded so. it away. We might have. 
have to look into that one. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, you said game five going to end. We're gonna wrap things up just because I work morning show again tomorrow. Uh, give me a <laughs> give me a give me a score, Pat. What do you think? Who gets? Okay, you know what? I won't make you do score. Which Colorado Avalanche player gets the game winning goal? The game winning. So it goal. could be you could win. 6-2, the person that has that third goal. Doesn't matter. Who's got who will get the most important goal, the game winning goal. Hmm. My head says Landeskog. He has my, been on fire. My heart says EJ because I want to see <laughs> that when he's when he's like, yeah, without the teeth. Oh, I want to see that again. Um, but yeah, I think it's either going to be Landeskog or Makar. Like the the two of them have just been so good. As much as Nachushkin, if Makar wasn't there, Nachushkin would be winning the con Smythe, period, end of story. The only way that he wins the con Smythe is if he gets a hat trick and also his third goal is also the game winning goal. And like, even, that even is... then, he has to hope that Makar is like minus four that night. And yeah. just look bad because, yeah, that's that's a lock for Makar. Um, one more thing then with this, just in the hypothetical, do we see another immediate handoff of the cup? The captain does not do the big hurrah. It's the immediate handoff to EJ. Because the last time Colorado won a cup, it is one of the most famous cup celebrations yeah, in history um i don't know and i don't know if it would go to ej um it's... they are best friends so like for those that don't know eric johnson is ej uh number six defenseman he's been on colorado for quite a while um he also own, owns a horse called landiscog <laughs> and it is a racing horse <laughs> I didn't know it is it is a perfect like there is a jockey that rides on the horse like it is that is his they are beyond best friends so if it if he was going to hand it to someone it seems likely it would be the Sackick style handoff because he's been like Bork was the journeyman he he like he came to Colorado to try and win it EJ's been there he was drafted by you was he not I can't remember, but I, I'm i just, my gut is, it's Cogliano, though. Uh, we'll have to see what happens. Obviously, fingers crossed that that does happen oh. Friday night. Oh, What Pat's, if it's Kadri? No, he'll, I don't think it would immediately Think go. about what he's, but think about what he's had to go through this playoffs. Yeah. Well, like, both physically as well as mentally, no, like, and to continue to play at this, that tier. Like, that goal was beautiful. He literally, he undressed two of the better Tampa Bay Lightning defenders. That goal, like some of the best defenders in the league. That he goal just made them look silly. The Colorado version of Stamkos on their first cup. He comes in for five minutes, scores that goal, and that's like that's the same thing. See, I like this, Pat, because I finally, after like two months of playoffs, have you excited about something to do with the Avalanche? <laughs> And the Stanley Cup. And all it took well, was they your team being up 3-1 in the Stanley Cup yeah. finals. So 
And I knew that it would have to take them to get to either 3-0 and or 3-1 for it because I read a thing only one time, one time in NHL history has a team come back from a 3-1 deficit in the Stanley Cup Finals. And that team was the Toronto Maple Leafs because, of course, it was in 1942. So the odds are definitely in the favor of the Colorado Avalanche. So as a, as a logic person, it feels good to not have to worry that much. <laughs> I'm still going to be stressed, but it's like they should win. Even if Tampa wins the next game, they should still win. Even if it takes them seven games, I don't think Tampa can do it. I don't think, I don't think any team in the league could do it. Even Colorado, if the roles were switched. And I think that is the perfect place to end off the hockey portion of this podcast. I know you've got a charity that you want to get to, Pat. So we will finish with that on somehow episode 30. Yeah. So um, like the other podcast episodes, not the video episode when we were on the golf course, I didn't have time to prep it and I apologize. But with our podcast episodes during Pride Month, we are talking about specific charities that are wonderful for those in the lgbtq plus community and this week's is the trevor project now this is a this is a pretty well-known one both in canada and the u.s um the first time i went to this website it it really kind of crushed me as soon as i logged into it the first time you any person goes there for the first time there is a pop-up that says if you hit escape three times it will take you away from this website and that is because of the fear of being caught on a site about trying to seek help about understanding your own gender identity and that is heartbreaking i uh I, it, it's hard for me to even talk about to, to to think about having that fear that you have to hit the escape three times that's devastating and the Trevor Project is there for that reason. They're there to help people that are trying, they're exploring their gender identity to figure things out, to understand what's going on. Um, they've been around for quite a few years and I, I don't know. I just, I, I think it's a fantastic charity. Please take a look at it. See what they can do. There's so many resources there for anybody to take a look at. Maybe a person, who knows, maybe a person is struggling with their identity and they have had those thoughts of, you know, maybe this isn't who I, you know, what I'm presenting isn't me. The Trevor Project is there for that reason to help you with this. So, yeah, it's the thetrevorproject.org. Um, and, yeah, obviously they are a, uh, I've forgotten the word because I've been so rap charity they are a charity <laughs> my goodness it's been a long week um they're a charity there to to help people in that situation so donate if you're able uh like i said at the end of the month we will be donating to all of these charities that we talk about on this and it is for a wonderful 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 cause and uh one tiny little note before we go just be kind to everybody again i've said this a million times it's hard out there and every day it somehow gets worse. I don't, I don't get it, but just be kind to everybody. Everyone's going through something and just don't assume the worst because everybody's just trying to fight through. So donate, be kind, love y'all.